Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord whole life long. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So our scripture lesson today uh, comes from, you know, Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. It's a, one of the most well-known psalms, I would dare to say. Uh, I feel like at some points, some Sunday school class made you memorize this psalm or something like that. At any rate, this, these words ring a bit of familiarity to us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. What encouraging words the psalmist has for us this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. Well, you know, I, I like to be a little nitpicky about different uh, verses, and so to start picking this apart, if the Lord is my shepherd, that means I am a sheep. I am a sheep. And that's something to wrestle with, to really grapple with this morning. What does it mean to be a sheep? I don't know if uh, many of you have spent much time around sheep. I haven't spent all that much time. I've had a couple in my day. Um, I've definitely never been a shepherd, so I don't know the whole shepherding life. But sheep are herd animals. Herd animals. That means that they they typically come in packs. There's usually if you see a sheep, there's more than one of them. That's because sheep are also vulnerable animals. They're not predators, they're prey. They don't have a lot of killing instinct within them. They have a lot of I'm gonna chew on this grass while something sneaks up behind me kind of instincts. And so, naturally, they form together into herds. Uh, they stick close together because their strength in numbers, at least, um, you know, they can try to protect one another in, in some sense, but even, even in herds, they're still vulnerable animals. And so, sheep, sheep which have longer lives at least, are often those who are under the protection and watch and care of a shepherd. Now, shepherds, like we talked about in the children's moment, shepherds don't have, um, we, we don't really know a whole lot about shepherds in our own society. There aren't many people around us who are shepherds. There are still our shepherds in the world today, but definitely not nearly as many as there were in biblical times and prior. 
Shepherds are very underappreciated individuals. They are kind of the lowest of the lows socioeconomically. Like they're not quite beggars, but they don't get paid a whole lot for their work. Um, there's their lives are very nomadic in a lot of ways. They move around a lot. And uh, their entire life is meant to protect, to protect this herd of sheep. Because without the shepherd, there's going to be some predator that comes along and just kind of picks, plucks out these sheep and, you know, takes care of them and does whatever, you know, predator, prey, combo does. It's probably not very pretty. And so the shepherd was meant to protect, to guard these vulnerable herd animals. So let's think for a moment, and now granted, every single metaphor breaks down at some moment, but let's think for a moment of ourselves as sheep. Sheep, they're not dumb animals. We'll just go ahead and start and say that. Um, but they're also not the most intelligent animals. They are kind of animals that just go along with their instincts and kind of go along with wherever the food is, wherever the best cud is, wherever they can get to their, uh, their grass and chew on that. They're not so much caught up in the whole uh, thinking philosophically about things. They're more about the whole eating things and staying alive kind of animals. And so thinking about ourselves as sheep, we tend to oftentimes be very similar way. We just kind of think about life in whatever is best for us, whatever is going to take care of us. We go through our daily routine trying to care for ourselves and also, in a sense, to care for our own herd, the sheep that may be in our family or our in our um, in our social community. And as sheep, we have a lot facing us that could potentially destroy us or bring us down or harm us. Things that, while we're just out and about kind of looking after ourselves, we might not notice coming. And I don't necessarily mean predators. There are not many of us have uh, people lying in wait to take us out or anything like that. Uh, not many of us are in danger of another uh, animal higher up in the food chain taking us out. But we still have things in our life that can kind of bring us to some amount of turmoil, at least. Things like, I don't know, the coronavirus is, a, is one example. Um, there are plenty of other things out there that, uh, that we have to look out for. And so as sheep, there are two things that we need to realize about our existence. The first is that we are herd animals. We do better together. And that's very difficult during this time. It's very difficult for us to be together during this time. That's why you know, we've been trying to keep up, keep up to date in social media and whatnot and hope that you all are reaching out to one another as well. Uh, but just generally speaking, this time it's difficult for us to be together. And so we are even more vulnerable during this time. Even though we might be with our families or people who live in the same uh, space as us, we're still more vulnerable than when we are all able to be together. And so that's the first thing to look out for. The second thing as sheep is that 
Someone who's looking at the bigger picture. Someone who can see trouble coming whenever we can. Someone who has instincts greater than ours and who can defend us. And believe it or not, we have that in God. The Lord is my shepherd, the psalmist says. We are sheep. We don't do too well without a shepherd. We can get by for a little while. We can survive, especially if we just happen to be uh, living lives that are outside of predatorial zones. But our lives flourish so much more when we have a shepherd in the same way that actual sheep flourish so much more when they have a shepherd. And now to look at God as a shepherd. Shepherds, like I said, they were very underappreciated. Very much so like God is today. And in our own society, even within our own church, we tend to sometimes put our rituals and traditions in front of God and appreciate those things more than we appreciate God. But just generally today, God is very underappreciated. I mean, think for just a moment about how much God does or has done. Keeping breath sustained in our lungs. Bringing all of creation into existence. Whatever aspect of, of your own life you want to look at and recognize the hand of God within, know that God has been at work and has probably been far too underappreciated. But there's one other thing about this passage, this feel-good passage that we often uh, lean on, that I want us to hold on to today. And it's the very second part of verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, I have to make a little bit of a confession here that whenever I was growing up and I used to hear this verse over and over again in the church, you know, somebody would send, you know, put it on like a little postcard or something like that and send it uh, as a way to just kind of give warm, fuzzy feelings or whatever. Whenever I would hear this verse, I very much often misunderstood what it was saying. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I thought that that line was saying, The Lord is my shepherd, that I shall not want. Yeah, I, I used to think that, that what this verse was saying is, The Lord is my shepherd, but I don't really want God as my shepherd. I horribly misunderstood this for most of my life. I feel like it was at least late high school, early college, whenever I finally looked at this verse and realized, Oh, there's a comma in there that's uh, starting a different clause in this sentence. Grammar is important, friends. I used to think that it was said that this verse was saying, the Lord's my shepherd and I don't want that. And so I thought, you know, that's kind of odd. Why do people like this verse so much? Don't you want God to be your shepherd? Don't you want God looking out for you? Or is this something more profound that's saying like, the Lord is my shepherd and is looking out for me, but I don't want God to be doing that because I think I can do it on my own. But I begin to digress here and to kind of pull it back in. What this verse is saying is there is nothing else that I want. There's nothing that I lack because the Lord is my shepherd. And then it goes, the next, the next, um, the next five verses go to unpack what that means. But this first verse in Psalm 23 holds a lot of weight in that the Lord is my shepherd, I am a sheep. Second, I shall not want, but there's nothing else that I could desire. There's nothing else that I could need. 
And I think that this is an absolutely crucial verse for us to hold on to during this time. Because we want a lot of things. We crave a lot of things. We have a lot of things that we desire in our lives. We live in a capitalist society. You know, it's just, just the reality of it. Our entire civilization in America thrives on capitalism, thrives on the economy, thrives on people buying things. And then people getting paid for whatever they do and then going out and buying more things. That's why right now we have so much of this debate back and forth between open back up the states. No, don't open back up the states because we're torn between the things we want and our safety and things we want in our safety. And don't, I'm not saying that, you know, the economy is bad or anything like that. We shouldn't be uh, caring for it because, you know, people's livelihoods rely on it. But I want us to think for a moment about the things that we want. Not necessarily the things that we need. These are often very different things. Sometimes they coincide with one another. Like, um, I want food. I, often, I do need food. But it can be different. I need food. I want Taco Bell. Those don't really line up very well, uh, all the time. And so let's think for a moment about the things that we want. I imagine that if you're anything like me, in your life you have some things that you spend money on that you don't actually need. I have a bow tie collection. I don't need, I think I have like 18, 20 bow ties, something like that. Um, I don't mean that many, but I like having a variety. And so, then we get to, into this verse and start to think about the things that we lack and the things that we don't necessarily lack, and start to realize that this verse is kind of calling us out a little bit and saying, if the Lord is your shepherd, and you say that there's nothing else that you want, nothing else that you are lacking, then why do we spend so much on unnecessary things? Why do we spend so much here and there? Not saying necessarily that it's bad. You know, it is what it is. But to think for a moment about the Lord as our shepherd, we shall not want. Sheep are interesting creatures because they don't feel any need to keep up with the Joneses. They don't feel like they need to have the latest technology or have or follow the uh, latest trends or anything like this. They just do what they do best, live their lives, and hope that their life is long. We, on the other hand, kind of are more about taking in whatever we can get our hands on. Not everybody. Not everybody's this way. Some people maybe more than others, but to think for just a moment, I shall not want. What else can I be lacking in my life? Am I really lacking the greatest tech, uh, the latest and greatest technology gadget? Am I really lacking following the latest fashion trends? What am I really lacking? There's God providing. Listen to these other verses. Verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Okay, green pastures for the sheep, that's their entire food source. 
All, all they want green pastures, even water. Well, that's obvious. Water source. Uh, you need to stay hydrated. God, as a shepherd, does what shepherds do. They take care of their sheep, leading them to the best places. Do we trust God enough to lead us to the places that are best for us so that we have no want of food or water? Verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Um, that expression, he leads me in right paths, is critical. That was another role of the shepherd's job is to, whenever they were on the move, to lead the sheep down paths that they knew were safer than others. There were some, be some paths that would be more treacherous, sheep could get hurt, or there might be predators on that path. The Lord, as our shepherd, leads us down paths that are the best for us. Verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Uh, you might be more familiar with the King James translation of this that says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Um, you know, translation gets lost. It's neither here or there. The verse is simply just saying, even though I pass through a place of darkness, where I may not be able to see what's on the other side, where it may seem like there's not a whole lot of hope here. I do not fear that there will be any harm that will come to me during this time, because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That was another thing about shepherds. Shepherds always had uh, some sort of staff, uh, some, something that uh, they would use. Now, it's not just like a walking stick functions that way. But it was for defense. You know, a lion or a wolf or something like that comes up. You need to be able to defend the sheep. And you don't want to have to do that with your bare hands. So you have this uh, rod or this staff to be able to protect the herd. And so uh, we have the same analogy brought up here for us that God is looking out for us. And then verse 5. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Sheep always always ate in the presence of their enemies. That's just, that's all they had. Because they're prey. Anytime they were eating anywhere, it would be in the presence of that which could harm them. But, when the sheep could trust in the shepherd, they could enjoy that freely, knowing the shepherd would protect them. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. And that was the final thing about shepherds that this uh, passage brings up for us. Shepherds lived among their sheep. That's, that's the place they had to call home. They lived among their sheep. It's not like they had a fenced-in backyard and they'd keep the sheep in, in this fence and then they'd go inside and, you know, shower and clean up, brush their teeth and have a nice meal. Shepherds lived with their sheep. And that's something that we need to take in for a moment. That God lives among us. That God dwells among us. That whatever, you know, this is kind of talking about this from the perspective of the sheep. Even though we might think that we, uh, even though the sheep might think that they are dwelling in the house of the shepherd, really the shepherd is dwelling in the living space of the sheep. God is choosing to dwell with us right where we are. To look out for us. And so, 
We have a choice. The same choice that sheep have. Are we going to follow and trust the shepherd? Or are we just going to look out for ourselves? It's the choice that sheep have. Sheep oftentimes would wander off by themselves. They would just, you know, wander off because they were looking for the next uh, nice patch of grass or they, uh, there was a fork in the road or whatever it might be. Sheep could wander off. And in those, in those times, when they're looking out for themselves, would they become the most vulnerable? But in those times are also the times when the shepherd would then leave the flock and go after that sheep to bring it back to the herd. We have that same choice. Do we trust the shepherd? Or do we follow whatever we want? And here's the point where I'm not going to tell you which way is better or not. Because the thing is, sheep often have to learn the hard way. Life without the shepherd is a much harder life than life with the shepherd. We might have to learn the hard way as well. Life without God is a much more difficult and less enjoyable life than life with the Lord. And so my challenge for us this week, for whatever we might have lying for us, is to sit with this verse. Sit down with Psalm 23 and think through each line. As sheep, do we trust in the shepherd? As sheep, do we lack anything? As sheep, do we feel more inclined to follow our own desires, or do we feel more inclined to follow the shepherd? Think for just a couple of moments out of this week about what it may be like to be sheep, and to recognize how much we need the shepherd. Let us pray together this morning.